This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Monday, July 18th, 2022. Uh, Coming up one hour from right now, we announce our big, big prize giveaway. Oh, and it's a huge one. It is one you don't want to miss. Make sure that you are here at 7.30 Mountain Time, one hour from right now. It is a big, big, big announcement. I'm excited. I am truly excited about this. Yes. I'm pretty sure we're gonna we are going to it's gonna be like a party. I'm pretty sure there will be like I think not only is next you know weekend beer and uh, beer and pie day in this town, but yeah, pretty sure Monday will be a national holiday based on our new contest. You know, I mean, how could it not be? I don't know, but how we're also uh, we're also gonna talk a lot of Utah Jazz this morning. Do the Utah Jazz have to trade Donovan Mitchell? Will the Utah Jazz trade? Donovan Mitchell and what is Donovan's true trade value like what is Donovan Mitchell worth both to the New York Knicks and the Utah Jazz and the truth is I don't know that the Utah Jazz have an idea of what Don's value is truly we'll talk about all that coming up NBA trade rumors what should the Big 12 do and we have one team that's a surprise name in the uh, Big 12 I don't know. Is it a sweepstakes at this point? Yeah. To get into the Big 12? I actually think it is a sweepstakes to get into the Big 12. I think there are so many people Mm -hmm. trying to get into the Big 12. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't exactly know. So is the drop machine working today? I guess not. I don't know. So you're trying to, like, I'm telling you. I'm trying to play some stuff here, and it's just not, it's not happening for us today. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I mean, we got you teed up and everything, but, you know, your stuff just is not working today, which is fine. But without further ado, let's get you uh, the latest on the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell. So over the weekend, there was quite a bit of uh, rumor mill uh, surrounding the Utah Jazz and what is going on with Donovan Mitchell. So first and foremost, talking to our sources at the Jazz uh, over the weekend, I am told the Jazz, in fact, never asked for eight picks from the New York Knicks. There was a lot of talk about that uh, over the weekend. And the the big question surrounding Donovan Mitchell is what is his value? And do the Utah Jazz have to trade Donovan Mitchell? And my guess is they don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. They could keep Donovan Mitchell and bring him back. And my question is, if if it's if it's me and I'm the Utah Jazz, my question is are you able to are you able to um, keep him? Are you able to bring Don back and have a good relationship with him? And and to me, I, I think without a doubt, I think that you are able to to do that. I don't think that this is a fractured relationship. I don't think we're in a position like the Jazz win with Rudy Gobert where they had to trade Rudy. Right. It was not an option to have Rudy Gobert on the roster. 
to me, it is very much an option. And from what I'm told, it's very much an option to have Donovan Mitchell on this team. The, the Jazz are not in any boom situation where they have to trade Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. They're not desperate. He's not desperate to leave town. It's simply a matter of getting what you can get in, what his highest best value is. And again, I, I think this part about asking for eight picks. I am told by sources directly involved with the, the Utah Jazz that they never asked. Danny never asked for eight first-round picks from the New York Knicks. That did not happen. What I am told that Danny asked for is six picks and swaps um, and a package of players. The Knicks have said almost from the beginning of these conversations that Mitchell Robinson is a non-starter. No, no, no. Yeah. When it, Oh, wow. Already. Already. <laughs> Wait until you hear what that drop is from. <laughs> but I'm told that uh, Mitchell Robinson is already a non-starter yeah. uh, in these uh, trade talks with the, with the Jazz. But in, in your estimation, Jake, do you think that the Jazz have to trade Donovan Mitchell? No, I think that Utah Jazz's situation with Donovan Mitchell is totally different than like the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant or any of these other situations. And I think that the reason it's different is because Don and, and you know Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge and those guys are all in contact. And I think that it is it is clear to me anyway that that the communication is there mainly because we're not hearing anything out of Donovan Mitchell like if you think about it like there's been a lot of conversation a lot of stuff around about like Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving's future and Kevin has kind of talked about it a bit and like it's just kind of been interesting to see how that plays out but I think with Don like we haven't heard anything so to me when I when we have the information we have when you look at the situation when you hear what you know Justin Zanuck said at that press conference about trading Don which is there's no intent to trade Donovan Mitchell however nobody's untouchable if someone came to us with some ridiculous trade package obviously we'd have to consider it because we'd be stupid not to I just don't think there's any reason why they have to trade him. You know, it's not a situation where Donovan Mitchell is unhappy with the Utah Jazz. It's not a situation where the Utah Jazz are unhappy with Donovan. You know, I just think that Donovan Mitchell is a highly coveted player in the league. And the, the Rudy Gobert trade to Minnesota was, was something that kind of put, you know, gas on that fire. Like, hey, oh, they traded Rudy Gobert. Well, does that mean that Donovan Mitchell is available? And if so, what's it going to take? And that's why I think there's been some conversations, which is very different than, hey, we're the Utah Jazz. We don't want Don on the team anymore because we're rebuilding, so we're going to call everybody in the league and try to trade him. That's two completely different scenarios. So that's why I say he absolutely can come back. I wouldn't be surprised if he was back. And furthermore, I think the Utah Jazz want him back. Like, I think yeah. we've heard repeatedly that they want to build around him. So that's why I say, like, all this speculation and everything going down, it's just that it's speculation. But until you know we we actually get some some information that something has changed around the Utah Jazz's intent to trade him, I don't think he's going to be moved. And I, and, it, and it really just kind of boils down to that. Yeah, I, I think there is a lot of guessing, and I think again, you know, I, I talked to an NBA guy on Saturday who said nobody knows what Danny Ainge is doing because historically Danny Ainge is a guy that keeps information very close to the vest. And I agree with that. I think this has been one of those situations where Danny is letting go of what he wants you to know. And I think in the Rudy Gobert situation, we knew exactly what the Jazz were doing. We knew exactly where they were trying to get and who they were trying to get and what they were trying to get. And when that might happen, like 
I think we pretty well knew what was happening. Yeah. But I don't think that anybody really has a good grasp on what this is. I mean, I, I think we already know that uh, Nick's boss, Leon Rose, doesn't talk to the media almost ever. Mm -hmm. And I think you've heard very little, if anything, from Danny Ainge. And, and not surprisingly, Ryan Smith has been very quiet over the last week because you don't make trades like Donovan Mitchell lightly. These are big foundational deals that change the trajectory of your entire organization. And when you look at what's already happened with the Jazz this offseason, listen, if, if you are going to trade a guy like um, a Donovan Mitchell, you are going to change the way your fans feel about the ball club. And so you better be very sure in what you're doing. Because I do think in this day and age, consumer sentiment matters. And the Jazz need a win. Let's be honest. The Rudy Gobert trade was a win. It was roundly you know, characterized as a game-changing trade that shifted the trade market in the NBA. That's a win for the Utah Jazz. If you turn around and get anything less than a stellar, I would say on par return for Donovan Mitchell than you got for Rudy, mm -hmm. I don't know that people are going to call that roundly a win. And I think that's why, Jake, when you look at these trades in these situations, this is not something that, that you can do um, lightly. And when you're trading a guy like Donovan Mitchell, he is a generational talent. Right. For everything that Donovan Mitchell lacks, whether that's defense or mid-range or that clutch gene last year, yeah. there's no arguing that he is a generational talent whose upside is incredibly high. Well, and I think the offers and all the things that we've heard about, like, you know, what the Utah Jazz are talking about as far as, like, picks and players and, and their asking price and, and what teams uh, are, are are open to and what they're not open to kind of reflects that, you know? Like, I don't think that teams, uh, you know, I guess it's kind of obvious, but I don't think that teams are offering, you know, five, six, seven first-round picks and a couple of players for someone who's playing 10 minutes a night off the bench, right? Like, Donovan Mitchell, for all of his flaws, you know, the lack of defense, all the stuff that he just mentioned, like, even with those flaws, you can see how those are correctable. You can see how he could easily erase those from his game and become truly a complete player at the NBA level uh, and, and be a franchise guy for any team in the league. And I mean any team in the league right here today. That said... That's why I don't think they want to trade him. That's why I don't think that there's intent there. And this is really important. Like, I think, you know, the intent piece is, is the defining factor. Again, intent would mean, hey, if, we, if we're intending on trading him, we're, we're proactively reaching out. We're doing outbound sales, if you will. We're calling these people. <laughs> we're, we're cold calling. Yeah, you know, we're setting the market. We're trying to get, you know, what we need to get back. Whereas this in reality, what this actually is, is this is inbound. This is, hey, the league is just inundating with the Jazz, the Jazz with calls. And by the way, this isn't the first time we've talked about this over the past year and a half. Yeah. This is not new. So that's why I say, I just think that, that, that Donovan Mitchell is a star in this league. Everybody knows it, and he does have some proving to do, but there's but I just that's why I think the Utah Jazz want to keep him. Well, I also think that you cannot undersell this trade. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about non-starters. No, you cannot undersell this trade. If you get less than a haul for Don, I mean, I'm I, yeah, I, well, yeah, I would think you're thirsty. I mean, can you imagine the reaction from jazz fans? Um, if, if you get two first round picks and a scrub for Donovan Mitchell, like that's just, that's just a non-starter. So I, I, I mean, seriously, as, as much 
apathy as there is in the Utah Jazz fan base right now. Yeah. I think you cannot undersell Donovan Mitchell because he's just sim- he's simply too good. One of the other things, though, that I think is fascinating right now yeah. is this conversation about what guys are worth. And when you hear about the, the Miami Heat trying to drive Tyler Hero and trying to put him in trades for Kevin Durant, for Donovan Mitchell. When you hear about the Knicks trying to to make trades, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're they're you know they're wanting to trade R.J. Barrett, but the Jazz don't want to acquire R.J. Barrett because then they have to pay him a max extension. Yep, because R.J. thinks he's worth a max extension. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. I mean, if if you're R.J. Barrett and you and you get traded to the Jazz, and you go to them and say, "Yeah, I need a max extension," I don't know what Danny Ainge says. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck you. Yeah, maybe absolutely not. No, no, no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Like, no. The answer's no. Like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, get the RJ hell out Barrett of here. is not worth a max extension. And I'm telling you now, Tyler Hero's not a max player. And, and, and again, I'm a talk show host. I'm not an NBA general manager. That much is very clear. Right. I'm not paying Tyler Hero. I don't even want to pay Tyler Hero $20 million a year. If we're being honest, to to think of paying him what Donovan Mitchell makes, to think of paying him thirty to forty million dollars a year is crazy town. Yeah, like I, I'm just not doing that. Tyler Hero is a guy that that trades in being hot. He is a guy that when he is hot, he is on. He's a fascinating player to watch. I totally get that. But Tyler Hero is also a guy who can't hit a clutch shot to save his life. And Tyler Hero's a guy who, frankly, missed far too much time for my liking this year. He just doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. You're not that guy, pal. So when yeah. you're walking around asking for a max contract, yeah. I, I, I don't see that. I'm a little more open to R.J. Barrett, but even R.J. Barrett's a guy that I wouldn't pay Donovan Mitchell money to. Right. right? To me, R.J. Barrett and Tyler Hero are not max players, but in this day and age, Certainly, you're going to ask to be a max player Hell because yeah, why, <laughs> why would you leave any money on the table? But yeah. I don't know that there's an argument to be made that R.J. Barrett and, and Tyler Hero are max players. Yeah, I, I don't think they're max players, in it, but I, but I think you're exactly right when you say, hey, like you have to ask because if you don't ask, you don't get paid $41 million a year, Rudy Gobert, right? If you don't ask, you don't get crazy money, Miles Bridges, right? Like It's the same logic. Over and over and over again. The difference is, the elephant in the room here, is that organizations like the Knicks, organizations like the Lakers, these the, the big-ticket organizations in the league, can afford to make a mistake a lot of years on their cap. They can afford to say, okay, yeah, you know what? We'll take a risk on this. We'll take a flyer because we 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 like how you know Tyler Hero fits here, or RJ fits there. Like those clubs can do that. But if I'm the Utah Jazz, with where I am right now. I'm not taking a risk on R.J. Barrett. I'm definitely not taking a risk on on Tyler Hero. Like, is Tyler Hero's ceiling not trending closer to, like, a J.R. Smith versus, like, a, a Jalen yeah. Brown? Like, yeah. like, is Tyler Hero ever the contributor that Jalen Brown is? I don't think so. Tyler Hero, it like, is Tyler Hero even on the same level as, like, what Lou Williams is? Because that, to me, is the closest comparison. You're coming off the bench. You're mm. supposed to be an instant contributor. But but in his head, he wants to be a starter now. But That's I would I would more look at Jordan Clarkson. Like, yeah, there's a, another a good six one. six-man of the year yeah, award Yeah, there's winner. another good one. Is Tyler Hero better or worse than Jordan Clarkson? 
I don't know. They're I both would, hot and I, cold? I, they, I think they're very interchangeable players. I think Jordan's upside offensively is much higher. Yeah. I think his maturity level is much higher. But they both come with the same set of problems in that they shoot constantly, which is fine. I mean, you want that from a gas can like Jordan Clarkson. I yep. mean, that's a guy you bring in to be a bucket getter. And Fill boy, is, is he not that, right? I mean, he is a guy that comes in and, and gets buckets. So oh, for real. I just – I and. Maybe it's just me. I'm just not a Tyler Hero guy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't look at him. I look at R.J. Barrett. I think R.J. can score at all three levels. I would love him to be more of a, a dominant alpha male type player. Agreed. But that's not who R.J. Barrett is. He's always going to be a, a you know, kind of a, not low energy. He's but chill. He's got a real calm demeanor. He's chill. Exactly. He's Brandon Ingram. He's chill. He's, he's a lot of these guys who are chill, man. But he's not Brandon Ingram offensively. R.J. Barrett is, like, Brandon Ingram is a... I think Brandon Ingram is one of the most underrated players in the NBA wow. because Brandon doesn't say a whole lot. He's not a real boisterous player. No, I guess not. But that dude wants to just absolutely murder you. Like he can get you from three. He certainly is a killer in the mid range. Like right. he's a great rebounder. He is actually a pretty good defender because he's got arms as long as the state of Florida. Like Cold the guy, clean, I love, I love the guy. Brandon yeah. Ingram is the guy that got away from the Lakers. Yeah. R.J. Barrett's not that guy. Like, R.J. Yeah. Barrett, personality-wise, I think they're pretty similar. Yeah. R.J. Barrett's not a killer. R.J. Barrett's not a guy that if... who I don't even know who I would compare R.J. Barrett to, but I would take Donovan Mitchell over R.J. Barrett. Mm -hmm. I would take R.J. Barrett over Tyler Hero. And I would take Brandon Ingram over all three of them. Like, well, I think Brandon different. Ingram's a better I mean, player. Obviously, R.J. is uh, a left-handed player. You know, and well, that's obviously a big difference as well. You know, I think it changes how you run your offense. I think it changes the positions you want to put RJ in. And, and not that it's a negative. I just think it's a, it is a big difference. Like the way, you know, James Harden plays the game as yeah. a left-handed player is going to be way different than the way and it makes LeBron him, plays it, it. makes him awkward to play with for some guys. Yeah. And that's something that whether you're Randall or Barrett or, you know, James Harden, like it makes you awkward. And this is what I mean. I don't think the Utah Jazz can take a, a, a risk on R.J. Barrett no. or Tyler Hero or any of these guys. And that's why I say, like, if, if you're a Utah Jazz fan this morning, you know, having sat around all weekend pondering this trade and what they can get, like, like it's just you need to understand if they're going to trade Donovan Mitchell, it's going to be for one of their best players. The, the, the you know, alleged asking price, you know, is something around, like, a Mitchell Robinson and, and some of their best talent plus the picks. Like, you can kind of understand why Mitchell Robinson would be of interest to the Utah Jazz, you know? But you could also understand why they want all the draft capital. So that's why I say, I just don't think that the Utah Jazz are hankering to trade Donovan Mitchell. I think that if the price is right, if you're getting a value that is just so over the top you can't say no, you'll move him. Any other scenario, he's going to wear a Jazz jersey this coming season. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, this all goes back to Tyler Hero for me. I... I Congratulations on winning the sixth man of the year. That's cool and everything, but I'm you're just not that guy in my mind. Like, I mean, I, I look at... And maybe at, there is, maybe maybe he is that guy for another team in the league. I know that, that the Jazz don't value him as that is guy. He Tyler Hero or Jordan Poole? Uh, Jordan Poole. Pro, well, Jordan Poole. No, Jordan Poole for sure. Jordan okay, Poole Tyler, Hero or, Tyler Hero or uh, Bones Highland? Hmm. Bones is a pretty good player. Bones I'm probably taking. Good. I'm probably taking. Bones is pretty good. Just looking at similar players. Tyler's at played more playoff basketball though. He's got more experience. Emmanuel quick, quickly or Tyler Hero. Mm, God, I'm probably quickly. Prob 
Oh, man, that's close, dude. Bobby Portis or Tyler Hero? I'm taking Bobby Portis. I think Bobby Portis, his size, his ability to play at at different levels, I'm taking Bobby Portis. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie or Tyler Hero? Got to take Dinwiddie. I think you got to take Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. You know, I look at, what about Cam Johnson or Tyler Hero? That's really close. I would take Tyler Hero. I, I think I'd probably take Tyler Hero over him. So I look at some of these other guys, but like Brandon Clark, Norman Powell, Davion Mitchell, I'm probably taking Tyler Hero right now yeah. today. Davion's got a lot you know, of proving but to do. I, I look at I look at you know, I compare Tyler Hero to a you know, who's a guy with a Luke Kennard. A No, he's better than Luke Kennard, bro. I think he is, but their impact on the game. And that's ultimately, yeah, I mean, we, you know, you have these conversations about guys. Yeah. And we list off all yeah. these players. Does Luke Kennard really have less of an impact on a game than Tyler Hero? Well, well when Jimmy Butler's on your team and Bam Adebayo's on your team and P.J. Tucker's on your team, you're not having a huge impact. And why, if he's, and I, again, he's a sixth man of the year. I totally understand that. But if he's such a great impact on your team, why are you desperate to trade him with Duncan Robinson? Who, by the way, please, somebody stop shoveling this trash that Duncan Robinson is something other than a, a 9, 10, 11 guy on your bench. Whoever came up with that Come shit on. be fired. Like over the weekend, and I get it, Pat Riley is a master manipulator of the media. Stop trying to sell me Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Because that bro couldn't even get off the bench from Miami for long stretches last mm-hmm. year. Stop. And Eric Spolster is a very liberal coach. Yeah. All right, let's get some of your comments in here. Um, don't forget, coming up in just 40 minutes, we are going to announce our latest greatest want to be here contest and it the prize is remarkable it is it's going to be epic so be here it's 7 30 mountain time that is 40 minutes from right now you don't want to miss it uh first in this morning is tanner Plummer. hey hey, hey guys hey guys hi tanner hey he guys. says nice bounce back win for rsl last night over their rival, Sporting. Sporting sucks. Let's <laughs> please. Come on, bro. Please. Come on, bro. Please. Yes, Mont. RSL had a game last night. Come on. I watched a good bro, part of that. How are match. we rolling into the show on Monday talking RSL? Come on, man. Be better. Be better. Uh, okay, number two in is Minnesota Eastern Conference champions in 2023. <laughs> I cannot tell you. <laughs> I cannot oh tell you, honest, God, honest to goodness, <laughs> I cannot yeah. tell you <laughs> how many people commented, hey, does he know, tell these casuals, tell these um, casuals that, you know, Minnesota um, plays in the West. Um, you misspoke you know. one time and people hung you for it. Um. <laughs> it's amazing. Neville 93 says, good morning, people. Yeah. What's up? BB, good morning to you, friend. He says you don't have to, but can you really bring in a second or third star? If if not, don't you have to trade him, or he will just walk away in three years? But that's three years from now, bro. Yeah, like your life is going to be totally. Your kid's going to be four instead of one in three years. Like, are you kidding me? Texas me. Like the 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 NBA is played quarter to quarter. The NBA yeah. is not played three year stretches. Like, look at cares? Brooklyn, bro. Look at Brooklyn, yeah. man. Like, how fast did that change? Like, I, I don't disagree that Donovan could force a trade or walk away yes. or whatever. But notice what you haven't heard. There hasn't been a Donovan Mitchell demanded a trade. There hasn't been, 
you know, uh, you know, CAA conspiracy, Donovan Mitchell's agent forced Woj to say this, and now there's a, like, there hasn't been any of that, bro, and, and that's why I say, like, you, you, that's just not where we are, so, yeah, is there a risk of him walking away? Well, yeah, sure, so is every, there's a risk with every player, but I, I'm just telling you, man, like, I, I don't believe Donovan Mitchell to be the walk away while he's still got two years on his contract no, guy. I think I that think Donovan so. Mitchell wants to control the team he's with and is going to say, hey, like, yes, I could walk away, but I would rather get to the postseason here and progress with a new team, like with a new set of guys as a Utah Jazz man. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't I don't think I'd worry about that. Eric and Raleigh says, MLB draft, your thoughts. Exactly right. BB says, uh, but if we do, the Jazz need to increase the development staff or they will end up like the Magic or Kings a year away always. Well, they've done that. Yeah, I mean, they David have done that. David Fisdale is only here to develop talent. Yep. Uh, Rec One says good morning. Colton uh, Bitten. Colton Bitten says happy Monday, Monty's happy Monday. Colton, good to see you. Yes. Ishmael says morning. Still any chance we're going to keep Mitchell? I sure hope so. I think there is a really good chance. I, I think there is a really good chance. Greg Hawkins says anyone taking bets on whether or not they get a college football talk today? Greg? Yes, yes, yes. Listen to me. Hollywood actor. Greg's shooting new movies. He's getting written about in magazines and newspapers. Yeah. You're kind what of a big that? deal. Let me tell you what now. Eric and Raleigh says football at 50. Maybe. Maybe. A ask me in a week from now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Colton Bitten, whatever happened to the Jeep? Um, the Jeep is in the garage. You know what happened to the Jeep? Supply chain happened in the Jeep. We're waiting on um, a an adjustable track bar for the front. Yeah. And it has been two and a half months. And we also have a uh, a rock slide that needs a little bit of a fix, but a step. A, yeah, it, well, it's a rock slide, and it has a step but built into it. But for all the people it. that don't know what that is, yeah, I'm Rock Slide it's, USA it's makes a step. Yeah, that drops down when you open the door. It drops down a step up. So we got to get that fixed. But we, yeah, the Jeep is great. We're our next video is going to be the top five mods on the Jeep. Frankly, there's been a lot of development happening behind the scenes. Uh, for the show <laughs> yeah. that we've been busy with. And yes, there's some of those repairs that need to happen. So the Jeep hasn't disappeared. It's still chilling in the garage. I lift it on Fox Shocks and everything's great. And there will be more coming. It just takes time. Yeah, we, we've had we've had distractions. Things are happening. Uh, thanks for asking, though, uh, Colton Bitten. Appreciate that. Jesse Chatwin, I have a feeling we still keep Mitchell on the roster and the Knicks have been the ones on the phones trying to make a trade. It wasn't good enough. Uh, and Utah said no. Well, I actually think that um, I think Danny's done a nice job. Danny Ainge has done a really good job of keeping Donovan Mitchell's value peaked. And notice I didn't say high because I think that his value is probably, I mean, if you are, this is not unlike buying a house. Mm -hmm. What are you willing to pay for that house? It's probably worth 400, but it's on the market for 500. That's out of the window. Are you paying 500? I'm not. Are the Knicks paying 500 for Donovan Mitchell? They're nope. not. They value him as a condo, not as a mansion. Yeah. So it's this back and forth. That's I think that's where they are. I really do. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, my 25 cents that they'll talk college football today. Hey, guys. We will. It's coming. Uh, Steve Peterson says, nah, they're like high school teachers that you could easily distract their attention with another subject. Wow. Okay. So I'm like the hot science teacher. Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> Dot Pop says, yay. Okay. Good morning. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, and we're back. Yes, we are. Yes. Yes, we are. You know. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Monte Cruz retreat? Potentially. Potentially. 
Potentially. You're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Steve Peterson, LOL. We all got to do is, all we got to do is keep mentioning Donovan Mitchell and it'll stay jazz, jazz, jazz. Oh, no. No. No, 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 no. Greg, are you challenging me? All gas, no brake. I will bring a pistol, sir. And we can have a, we can stand in the middle of town on a dirt road with our horses. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. Jazz don't need, uh, to trade him, but I feel the bridge is already burned, even acknowledging trades for Mitchell. Wow. Um, I don't know. You know, the interesting thing is it was described to me over the weekend that they've had open communication on it. So it's not like this is some big surprise where, you know, Don had no idea. And because there's some people who, you know, there's some people who believe and Rudy Gobert didn't deny it. Um, his agent never denied it. Like, but there are some people who believe that Rudy Gobert was caught off guard that he was traded when he was traded. I think Rudy thought that that would have happened earlier. It wouldn't have happened at all. And I think it kind of shook Rudy a little bit when he heard, oh, hey, we're, we're really close. Get ready. Yeah. So I, Don is not in that position. I don't. Mitchell Harding says, keep Don, please. Fun basketball is good basketball. It is. It is. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Del Hargis says, we got to uh, have the drop, bro. I'm here for the drops. All weekend, no drops. You can do it, Jake. Figure it out, bro. I'll drop that mother Everybody was upset. Yeah, well, I got it fixed. Did I not? Yeah, Brett Robbins says, no drop machine. Are these guys casuals? Yeah, we are. Like, we were for about three minutes. Jake's uh, got one job on the show. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, what do you what do you want from me? I fixed Play it. Play the drops. I fixed it. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Uh, NY Jazz fan. Yeah, you are a casual. NY Jazz fan says, the media fabricates the weirdest twists and headlines. All to get clicks. You guys have said it all along. Jazz will listen to anything but are not willing to trade Donovan unless it's a no-brainer. And I, I, I was told last night, that's exactly where they are. I'm not you're, trying to be cryptic. You're going to have to back up a Brinks truck to get Donovan Mitchell. And if you want to do that, hey, we'll listen. Like, what is... As Why a, wouldn't as, you? As a Utah Jazz fan, like, this is the question I'd be asking myself. What is the price that the Utah Jazz are going to have to get for Donovan Mitchell where they would be foolish not to take it? So is that like... Like, if the Knicks rolled up with, you know, let's say seven picks and Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett, like most of their franchise, basically... To get Donovan Mitchell, would you still be mad if the if the Utah Jazz traded Donovan Mitchell but got all that in return? Like that's what I think the conversation is, both for Danny Ainge, for Ryan Smith, for you as the Utah Jazz fan base, for us on the Monty Show. Like that's the conversation. What is the line? Because clearly Danny Ainge has set that bar really, really high. Really, Almost really high. Like a hey, here's the bird type price. You know, like you're gonna have to give me everything if you want this to happen. So I, I just think that's a really fascinating thing. I, I would agree with that. And I think you know what? You know what, MY Jazz fan? I think you're exactly right. I yeah. think that's what that's what Danny Ainge is doing. And I think it's really smart. Uh, Zayman says, Danny knows who he wants to join Mitchell 1 through 5, and I don't doubt he can go get him. I think you're going to see Boyan, Bog Boyan Bogdanovich, I have heard multiple times, is the Jazz hottest commodity. Mm. Like, playoff teams want Boyan Bogdanovich. And I've heard everybody from Golden State, um, because Golden State was looking at making uh, a Kevin Durant trade, uh, I have heard everything from Brooklyn to Miami yeah. to Atlanta. Like, everybody that needs a shooter. Boyan's a knockdown shooter, except when he's wide open for the Jazz against Dallas. I mean, other than, I'll just move on. I'm screwed. It's fine. Brett Robbins says, uh, Royce, two buckets, O'Neal. The two is silent. Okay. 
I think it's hysterical that every day on YouTube we get comments about Royce O'Neal's Dude, nicknames. they signed this Euro player, and people were tweeting at us, Buckets O'Pasta, because the guy was Italian. He's a pretty good player. That kid can shoot. Yeah. Well, not kid, you know. Guy. Anymore. Buddy. Dude, bro. Yeah. Buddy. Uh, my <laughs> Buddy is so good. <laughs> buddy can shoot a little bit. Uh, no. Uh, Mike Philly. Uh, Okay, anyway. Uh, Mike Phillips says, uh, Nick's Twitter is hilarious right now. They think New York has all the leverage and they're playing Ainge. I, I just think Danny, this is what Danny does, though. This is how Danny Ainge operates. He is a master manipulator, and it's yes, beautiful. Yes. It is, and when he's your GM and you're watching it happen, how'd you like to be Minnesota today? You don't win a championship this year. You're in deep trouble in Minneapolis. I'm screwed. Like you're, yeah, Again. You're in deep trouble. I mean, you, you, so let's recap. You traded away Kevin Garnett and Kevin Love. Mm -hmm. How did they, how did they do after they left? Well, pretty good. Um, you've acquired Rudy Gobert and you're going to pay him and Carl Anthony Towns a hundred million dollars collectively in a couple of years mm -hmm. and you don't win a championship. Yeah, take it. See ya. Like, that's a lot of bread, bro. Are you serious? That's and you gave up like 37 first round picks. <laughs> like, I, I didn't what do a lot of sleep last night on yeah. Friday. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Like every first round pick you had. Thanks to Alex Rodriguez. We appreciate you. Slowly. Yeah. Uh, and Ken Ning says, uh, since the Jazz just signed an Italian shooting forward, they probably will trade Bogdanovich too. Probably. I would agree with that. Jeremy Bolton says, hi. Well, hello. What number are you here today, bro? I, I don't know. Um, Jeremy, good to see you. Uh, Kay Nuren says, you're right. Danny can't walk away from a trade now if he gets a big deal. No chance he can. Yeah. Uh, RJ should get the max. He should? No. No. Dude, come on, Stop. Bro. Dude! No. No. I'm not doing it, bro. No. I'm not backing up the Brinks truck for a guy who just is not as good as other players. Man. New York Jazz fan says, uh, RJ's value is not close to Donovan despite what people think here in New York, but they will argue with you until you are blue in the face. Like, is yeah. that Nick blue or is that more Yankee blue? Or is it Matt's blue? I get confused. You know. Uh, <laughs> Brett Robbins says, Hero is J.R. Smith. Oh, come on. He's better than J.R., isn't he? No. I would say he's his top end is J.R. Smith. J.R. was a superior defender to Tyler Hero. You know how many defensive oh, well, gems J.R. Smith that's put out true. in the finals? Yeah, I was more like, in the offensive mindset. But no, yeah, but that's I'm just saying true. as a player. As a total package. Like, as a player, yeah. that's who... And, th and that's why LeBron wanted J.R. Smith on his team, because he could knock down the three, but he didn't ask for too much, and that's Tyler Hero's issue. Tyler wants to make that money, and I respect that. But you're, 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 here's the problem. Tyler Hero is too busy... Messing around in the offseason with Jack Harlow making music videos. Yeah, but and his, he should get on the you, floor, bro. Have you seen his uh have you seen the, the patch of lamb where he's planting his seed for his garden? <laughs> I saw it. Are you kidding me? Come on, bro. That dude can pull. Anyway, all right, let's all move right. on. Yeah, wow, that was awkward. um okay. Uh, yeah. Austin Short says RJ is that guy. Is he really? No. Is he really? Nah. Gabe Ledley says morning casuals. Tanner Plummer says, uh, I'm a talk show host. I'm not an NBA GM. Well, LOL, that's probably the most humble thing Monty has ever said in his life. Well, if you were this good looking, would you be humble? That was... Hey, look here, man. Okay. Uh, NY Jazz fan says, Tyler Hero is a piece. He's not a bus driver. Leave yes. him in Miami. Yes. I would agree with Agreed. that. Agreed. K. Nuren says, no player from Miami is worth $20 million. Uh, I don't know about Jimmy that. Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Bam. Bam out of Bayou? Yeah. 
Kyle Lowry the other day, again, put another st- picture up without his shirt on. Yeah. Bro looks like he's motivated. Kobe uh, Don says, Tyler here was better than Clarkson. Clarkson, he means. Yeah. Tyler Hero so, or Jordan Clarkson? I think I'd have to go Clarkson. I can't take Tyler Hero over Jordan Clarkson. But you're I, not a Tyler Hero guy, though. I think... Admittedly. Uh, right? I, eh, like, but I'm pretty objective on arguments like this. Yeah. I, You know what I think? I think Jordan Clarkson needs a coach. I think Jordan Clarkson needs a Chris Brickley to get in his ass and be like, hey, you might want to develop other parts of your game other than falling into the stands after shooting a three. Yeah. Because we see that far too much from Jordan. And I think, again, I'm a Jordan Clarkson believer. I think he does a job and he does it well. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to see him be more of an all-around player. I mean, I'd like to see him get to the rim more. I'd like to see him diversify a little bit to create more space for himself for mm-hmm. three. Because when the guy when the guy has time and space to shoot a three, which is pretty rare, he's pretty good. But I think everybody knows his preference is to shoot threes, so they don't give him much space at all. So if he worked in a hezzy, if he worked in a step back, if he worked in a sidestep, if right. he worked in a mid-range, like I think Jordan Clarkson could be lethal. I think he could be and he is a six man now, but I think he could really be you could have him on the floor the last five minutes. Yeah. And I think a lot of times Quinn Snyder was hesitant to put him on the floor in the last five minutes. As he should have been. So, you know, uh, 25 minutes from now, we will announce our big giveaway. Trust me. You want to be here. You want to be here for that. Brett Robbins, what happened to Kemba Walker? Why is he playing for teams worse than the Hornets instead of being on the Jazz? Because one, he's got an iffy knee. And two, he's just not produced he's not a not, winner man yeah he is not a guy that is happy to be second fiddle to anybody and when the Knicks don't want you that's a problem mm-hmm. that's a problem so I think it's an attitude thing for him Pudge NYCE says what's up fellas Pudge good to see you my friend Brett Robin says RJ Barrett is TJ Warren oh come on RJ better RJ Barrett is healthier than TJ Warren yeah TJ Warren was an amazing player the one year we saw him in Phoenix when yep. he when he was healthy, but TJ Warren's never healthy. That's been his issue. The guy's a phenomenal talent, yeah. But TJ's got to play games. You know, you you got to play games if you want to win in this league. Uh, Kay Nuren says, "Don't make a trade deal with Miami." I don't know that they have enough to offer, honestly. Ruff's official. Good morning to you, Ain Shack, Stephen A. Perkins, Windhorse. Notice all the people who don't think Don is a number one. Well, a I don't think Danny Ainge has ever said he doesn't think Don's a number one. Um. And I don't know if I'm if I'm if I believe that Brian Windhorst doesn't think that Don's a number one. So I don't know. I don't know. A, well, and Stephen A. I mean, does anybody really? The problem with using Stephen A. to prop your argument is that Stephen A. is very rarely right. Mm-hmm. So I might just the magic that. of Stephen A. Yeah, Don Pop <laughs> says pool over hero all day. Yeah, agreed. I could get on board with that. Uh, Shiron twenty six says keep Don. Okay, CAA Mafia. Wow. CAA Mafia. Oh my God, dude. AA Ron. CAA Mafia. (laughs) Says Utah is waiting for Spida deal to move other role players. Knicks have leverage because Spida doesn't make them a contender right now. The Knicks have zero leverage. Yeah. Zero let let me let me rephrase. The Knicks have zero leverage. Yeah. None. How long have we been hearing about the Knicks? How long have the Knicks been calling? How One, long have the Knicks been begging? Don wants to play in New York if you believe the, the Knicks have all the leverage thing. Right. That's why they don't. He allegedly wants to play for the Knicks. 
Why you would want to play for the Knicks right now, I don't know. Number two, the Knicks have been calling since before the trade deadline last year. Number three, Danny's already got the 37 picks he got from Minneapolis. Yeah. Number four, I I think Donovan Mitchell would would play here. I, I have no doubt. I, I've all, all I can say is speaking of CAA and, and the mafia, all Infowars.com. I've all I've heard is that Donovan is never asked to be traded. Yeah. He's never asked to be traded. So he's not demanding a trade. He's not a problem. Don's good in the locker room. He's not a guy that, that is going to be a nightmare if you keep him. He's working his ass off this offseason. What leverage do the Knicks have? Yeah. I, I And I've asked this question repeatedly. What is the onus for the Jazz? What is the, the trigger for the Jazz to trade Donovan Mitchell? Six first-round picks. <sighs> Who's not making that deal? Final. Bro. But they already have six or seven first-round picks they got for, for Rudy. They've already got young talent. They've got two other guys on the roster that they could trade today in Bogdanovich and Conley. Yeah. The Jazz are under no immediate pressure to, to trade Donovan Mitchell. Now, if you believe that, that they have to, well, then you got to buy into the fact that maybe Ryan Smith is in financial trouble. Because there was that rumor going around. I don't, I don't believe, believe that, for, that a second. for a sec. Yeah. I do not believe that for a second. All he's done this year is spend money. So I don't believe he's in financial trouble. I don't see the leverage that the Knicks have. And a lot of people have brought this up. I, I, I was having this conversation in the comment section on YouTube probably a week ago when this first all started. And I still don't see the the leverage the Knicks have. No, and I think I'm that sorry, Danny did, did Danny we dude, wake you up. Yeah, you it's, okay? been, it's early, man. It's you okay? early. Okay. Well, it's not that early because we only have 19 minutes yeah, bro, until we announce the I'm big I'm telling contest. you, man. Sometimes, sometimes it's early, bro. Okay. I just want to make sure you're okay. Uh, CAA Mafia also says, "Was Jimmy that guy at 22 years old?" LOL. Okay. Well, which guy are you referring to? Yeah, are you talking to? Are you talking about RJ? Are you talking about Tyler Hero? Who are you talking about? Yeah, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, Daniel Westover says, "Don't the Jazz need to make a decision on Don soon because the other moves they will make will change depending on whether he is here or not, right?" Well, they're going to trade Bogdanovich, I think, no matter what. Yeah, um, I think. It, look, if they if they they're going to play, Jared Vanderbilt's going to get significant minutes on this team. Um, I think there's no doubt that Kofi Coburn, Cockburn, because my God, how do you not say Cockburn as much as possible? <laughs> uh, Kofi Coburn is a guy that I think has earned a legitimate shot to make the roster. Um, and you look at the struggles they have with Jared Butler. He led him in scoring for a good part of summer league, but he shot again, 15 points in their last game. He went two of 10. Yeah. Two of 10 from three. Like, I think, and it, I was it was explained to me the other day that there's a question about Jared Butler's professionalism and his willingness and ready readiness to play in the NBA. You know, like he he's a guy who listen to me, Jared Butler. It would be different if Jared Butler was just going through a scoring slump, but you're seeing other things that just make you wonder what is this guy looking at. You know, the turnovers, the the decision-making, the, the the hesitation. Like, I appreciate he keeps shooting, but I don't see an NBA player there. So you have other young guys you can backfill, and now you signed a shooting, uh, essentially a shooting forward. Like, you have bodies to replace Bogdanovich and, and Mike Conley right now. Yeah. So 
you have draft picks, you go and acquire others. It's simply a matter of if we get Donovan Mitchell, we become a team. If we trade Donovan Mitchell, we become a team that's rebuilding. Mm -hmm. If we keep Donovan Mitchell, we become a team that's retooling. It's it's that simple. We you can go and get another veteran. I don't think there's any chance this team gets into the luxury tax this year. Yeah. That'd be really surprising. I think they want to develop guys for a year. I would expect the Utah Jazz, if they don't trade Donovan now, perhaps they trade him at the deadline. I don't know. But I would expect them to be very active at the trade deadline next next winter. There's clearly a plan. Here. I mean, yeah, I, like, I don't think there's any doubt that they have a focus and a vision yeah. to remake this team. So I think they're all the options are on the are on the table. Uh, New York Janky says the Knicks are not trading away RJ. Jazz can take five first round picks. Quick Cam and Obi. I don't think Quick and Cam are enough to get Donovan Mitchell. No. I just don't. I mean, I, I look at R.J. Barrett. I don't think the Jazz want R.J. Barrett because if you trade for R.J. Barrett now, you've got to give the guy a massive extension. And I just don't know why you would do that. Yeah, you just left that situation. You know, like this is not – look at Juan Soto in Major League Baseball. Right. He turned down a 15-year, $400 million deal or something stupid 440. like that. 440. He turned down the one of the largest contracts in the history of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be a Washington National. His natitude is dead. Yeah. What's the difference between a guy like R.J. Barrett and Juan Soto? Well, the difference is that Soto's under club control for two and a half years. So no matter what you do, he's got to play. R.J. Barrett's going to make your life difficult. Yep. You trade for him. He wants a max extension. Is he worth that? I don't know. He's going to ask you for it. And... No matter what happens, negotiating with him is going to create some hard feelings. Yep. And a young guy who's never really had adversity in his basketball career. Well, and you see what happened with Aiton. Aiton inevitably got his deal. Yeah, so, he did. You know, I just think these guys, these guys know how to get their deal. These guys know how to get paid, and they're continuing to get paid. Yep. Let's see. Um, Kadero Mitchell, hero is better than Dan. Than who? Dan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Dan Clarkson? I mean, yes. look, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson's uncle Dan doesn't play in the NBA. I think that might be his third cousin. I could be wrong. Uh, I think your point is Hero is better than Jordan Clarkson, man. Stop. Is Tyler Hero better than Jordan Clarkson? No. Nah. I don't think so. I think Jordan Clarkson is more athletic. Uh, I think when Jordan gets it going, his hot streaks are are hotter and they're longer yeah. than than Tyler Heroes. And by the way, I think that Jordan Clarkson has a, a bigger impact on the game. And I think that is the single thing that's holding Tyler Hero back. I think Tyler Hero yeah. too often is a no-show in the postseason for the Miami Heat when they need 25 or 30 out of him to survive being eliminated. He's a no-show. He put he gives you 10 points. Like, that's it? That's that's all we can get out of you? That's not good enough, man. It's just yeah. not. I agree. James Knight gives us $2.99 and still no 4X gold. Uh, he says, if Don gets moved, is it officially a rebuild? Yeah, I don't know how you could say well, at it that point would be it anything is. else. Yeah, I mean, at that you'd, point. Have over, you'd have double-digit draft picks. You'd have a ton of young talent. So we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Thune Music says, Utah asked for RJ and the Knicks said no. That's up for much debate. Because I'm pretty certain that most people believe they they did not ask for R.J. Barrett. Um, then I think the Knicks, there's this big debate. Do the Knicks want to keep R.J. or do they want to trade R.J.? And the common, the common, I've heard, frankly, I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways. And that's why we haven't really been reporting on it. 
the hardest thing to do right now is to get double confirmation on anything around this Donovan Mitchell Knicks trade. That's why we've been pretty quiet on it. We don't just report the first thing we hear. It's been very difficult to get confirmation on a lot of rumors. There, yeah. Some of the rumors that we've heard are remarkable. I mean, it, it's crazy. Um, but I don't see a situation where the Utah Jazz won R.J. Barrett. I don't see that. I just think you have a better player in Donovan Mitchell now that's under a long-term agreement. Why are you trading for R.J. Barrett? Yeah. Wouldn't you just keep Donovan Mitchell? Because R.J. Barrett is not the alpha dog that Donovan is. Yeah, Donovan clearly is a superior player. I, I don't know why you would do that. And then sign him to a max extension? Why would you do that? And then he's on your roster, and he's on your roster for a significant amount of time. Like... Yeah. Why would you do that deal? And I, I, I've i probably heard at least five people have told me, yeah, that the Jazz don't want R.J. Barrett. But I can't get confirmed one way or the other because I think there's just a lot of rumor mongering going on. And I think when you're in these situations, the Knicks certainly are putting out the information that they want out. The Jazz are putting out the information they want out. So it's very difficult to get the middle. But I think Danny Ainge is very good at doing that. I would agree. I, I would completely agree with that. John Mulvanian says, uh, not sure why Jazz resists taking RJ. They can use him as trade bait later. Not if you sign him to a max extension. But we're not. But here's the thing. Who's You're paying not, him that kind of money? Yeah. A, who's paying him the money? But B, are you really trading Donovan Mitchell for, for with the mindset of, hey, we need to trade him for guys that we can trade to other teams? Like, I think if you're trading Donovan Mitchell, like, you need to get players that are going to be as good, if not better, than Donovan Mitchell. You know, like you got to get a stud in return. And that's why the Kevin Durant deal hasn't happened. That's why Kyrie hasn't happened. Like, that's why, I mean, all these trades are just up for debate. And, and that's, this offseason has been very interesting. I was not expecting, and I don't think anybody really was, this meltdown in Brooklyn to hold up like everything that's going on in the league. And it is. It is, and I think the other thing that you can pretty much bank on is that you have a situation where R.J. Barrett's gotten better and better every single year. Yeah. I mean, this year his three-point percentage went down. I was looking at his numbers the other day. His three-point percentage went down this past season, but his attempts went way up. Um, I mean, he, he averaged 20 points for the season. I mean, R.J. Barrett's an improving player. Yeah. He's not a max player, though. He's not a he's, – he's just not – I. And I've been told multiple times that most GMs don't want to give him a max extension. No GM wants to pay Tyler Hero. Nobody. Yeah. Not a single source I've talked to has said that there's a team willing to pay Tyler Hero a max extension. He's just not there yet. And he's not a top five guy. He's not. If you're giving a rookie deal a max extension, he not he needs to be not a top five guy. He needs to be one of your top guys. One of like your one or two. Devin Booker. Like it, Donovan Mitchell. Jason Tatum. On this roster, Donovan Mitchell's your best player. Yes. Even before Rudy got traded, he is your best player. He earned that. RJ Barrett's not that guy, bro. Like yeah. I, I just don't see. I just don't see that. Couple more. Um, Theory Music says Mitch is not better than RJ. LOL. Yeah, he is by a lot. Yeah, by a lot. By I don't a think lot. it's that close. I don't think it's that close either. Donovan Mitchell's a guy that you can hand the ball to, and he can get you 35, 40, 45 points. Yeah, and in the playoffs, he'll drop fifties on you. Yeah. Like he is, he's and shown the, that, and his demeanor and his want to. I'm, I, frankly, I've watched a lot of both of those guys, and I, you know what? The first time I ever saw Donovan Mitchell in Phoenix in preseason, you knew he had the goods. 
You knew he had the goods. I don't know. I still don't know to this day if R.J. Barrett... Is R.J. Barrett the top a top two player on any championship roster right now? No. I don't know. He's a starting five player. But is he one of your best but players? I, yeah, I don't think he's one of your best players. I don't think he is. No. Does he make... If you put him on the Phoenix Suns, does he make you a better team a better team right now? I don't know. Is he are you playing him over a Mikhail Bridges? Probably not. Probably not. You put him on the Jazz and you trade Donovan Mitchell and you swap those two. Are the Utah Jazz a better team with RJ Barrett than they were with Donovan Mitchell? No. It's a resounding no. Yeah. It's not Come on. close. It Come is on. It, it just is not close, man. With all due respect, I mean, and again, RJ's a good player. Donovan Mitchell's on a different level. Uh, Justin Salas, good morning, too. He tips us four ninety nine. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Justin. Morning, fellas. Heard a rumor the Jazz could take on Westbrook's contract if they trade Don. Thoughts? I, I, this Congratulations, is, but that's bullshit. This is not a buyout organization, in my opinion. I, I don't think, because buyout organizations don't traditionally win or consistently win. Because they're not doing it. The Jazz are not in a position where they need a cash grab. Mm -hmm. That's They don't need to clear a roster spot or a salary slot. So why would you do that? That I, I don't it know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I do, and why are you trying to help the Lakers? Like, there's got to be some reason. The Lakers don't have a ton of draft picks. They don't have a ton of talent you desire. So... What are you sending in return? And that's how you have to look at all these rumors. Like, what what of them actually makes sense? And how do you make that deal work financially? I mean, it just does not make a lot of sense yeah. in, in my mind at all. Jeremy Bolton tips us $6, says, Morning, I'm 236th in today. Uh, Caruso's NBA ranking. Dan Clarkson <laughs> is getting the max. You know someone in the East is going to pay him to compete with the T-Wolves. I saw it. That was pretty good. Bro, Jeremy, I love you, man. I honestly good. love you, bro. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was an awesome take. Seven minutes away from announcing our contest. Let's go. Seven minutes away from announcing our contest. Stick around for that. Uh, Dylan Walters, any possibility Westbrook could come to the Jazz and we don't trade Don and pair those two up in the backcourt? Um, first of all, Ben Napoleon Wilson would, would, I think, die if Russell Westbrook was ever on the team. Um, do you no. guys remember? Do you remember that run and they had in the locker locker room? Bro, what are um, you talking about, man? Yeah, that's that's it right there. And by the way, is there a Jazz fan that likes Russell Westbrook? Even one? No, I don't. Russell think so. Westbrook's history uh, at the Viv is well documented. There's no chance that I could see him comfortably being a Jazz man. Are we clear on that? I I you know. Yeah. You know. No, I'm good. Jeremy Bolton says, Grocock better show up for the announcement or I will never mention his name again. Yeah, he's the only one ever. For We have a lot of new listeners on the show. So, Corey Grocock is a legend on this show because at one point, uh, several, several months ago, we gave away an Xbox on the show. And Corey Grocock came into the comments section and said, if I get whatever the number was, I think he said like 30 votes, that, that he would win the Xbox. Lo and behold... He, he, stole the, like he, he, he stole the vote and, and got like 50, and it was great. Yeah, and we we, we told you guys when Grocock was doing this, you got to stop the steal. Yeah. You know, because it's going to be four more years. Yeah, you know. Of it's, Grocock. It's, it's, Just take a dice and AC, okay? Just relax. I mean, there were Grococks everywhere. And it's very powerful. Stop. This. Anyway, uh, see what... Your Semites, your Semites. Caleb says, <laughs> R.J. Barrett. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> 
RJ Barrett can't shoot from three mid-range or at the rim completely below average. Well, I don't know that I'd go that far. It's actually not that easy, but for me, it was easy. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. CAA Mafia, RJ dropped 46 on the Heat this year. Ask Jimmy Butler what he said post-game about RJ. CAA Mafia, listen, man. I think RJ Barrett's a very good player who I don't want to sign to a max contract. And who's not better than Donovan Mitchell. And he's not better than Donovan Mitchell. And it's like, just I, clear. I think in part of this slander, part of this absolute Slander! Hate, part of this slander on Don is that I just think people, with all due respect, CAA Mafia, I have no idea how much basketball you watch. Uh, but you sound like a Knicks fan to me. Yeah, I think are, you, there's... are you in New York or where Where are you at, if you don't mind us yeah. asking? Hey, by the way, everybody who's here right now, number one, all 358 people that are here right now, please give us a thumbs up. Please, it really helps it us. It really helps the channel grow. And tell us where you're from. Just comment real quick where you're watching us from. CA Mafia, I think that if you think RJ Barrett is better than Don, my guess is you haven't watched a lot of Donovan Mitchell. The guy is a contract killer. He is a guy that you will pay and he will go and kill fools. Yeah. He is a guy that w that has no problem missing 37 straight shots because he knows the 38th is going in. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is everything you want in a basketball player. He works hard. He's conscientious. He could be humble. He's not. Um, but he's a guy that in the offseason works hard, shows up in great shape with a new, with a new tool. Lays in, ass in the gym. Yeah, with a new tool in his bag. Yep. I, I just don't know what else you want. And that tool this year needs to be defense. Yeah. I, a better footwork, a hundo P. Give me better footwork because yeah. that stops turnovers, that puts you in the mid-range, and that makes you a much better defender. Yep. And R.J. Barrett is just soft. You can have him. He is a guy you can body. He is a guy that you can physically take off his, his, his axis. Donovan Mitchell is not taller than R.J. Barrett, but he's more physically capable. And before I get, before I get, hey, Don. Wait, wait, Don, wait, wait, two and a half minutes. Okay, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Before I get, before I get comments in the comments section about how Don got uh, bullied against Dallas uh, by Brunson, I would tell you that that's Brunson's game. And you haven't seen Donovan getting bullied by, like, the entire league or anything. Yep. So let's save that. All right, roll call. Uncle Dax is in San Diego. Sam San Diego. Someone Lot is in Salt Lake City. Omega Boxy's in St. Louis. What's up? Uh, Steve Peterson in Ogden, Utah. What's up, O-Town? Um, let's see. Chris Jones is in Orlando. We're talking with Raphael Podcast, Salt Lake. Kenai Johnson, Salt Lake. Uh, Jaden King, Utah, baby. Dylan Walters, Sandy, Utah. My former hometown. What's <laughs> up, bro? Uh, <laughs> Justin Salas is in Austin, Texas. John Conley in New York. New York Jazz fan says New York, hence the name. Brett Robbins is in Beemore. Brian Cruz in Florida. Harriman, Utah for Nathan Garcia. Matt, go. Matt Fowers is in Provo. Let's go. Caruso's basement is where Jeremy Bolton is coming from. <laughs> Caruso's basement. Let's go. Love Let's that. go. Chance Peterson says Roosevelt, Utah. James Knight says Melbourne with my hand on it. Wow. Whoa. Um, Peter Brown says St. George, Utah. Let's go. Greg Hawkins from Utah listening in the Philippines. My guy. Da Pop says Taylorsville. Let's go. I love it. Giggity is in Gilbert, Arizona. Jake's in Layton. My Jake Sully is in uh, Richfield, Utah. Mr. E is in Brazil. Brazil. Love it. You guys are amazing. Maddie is in uh, Orem, Utah. Real quick, last comment before the contest announcement. Uh-oh. I'm not saying he's better than D. Mitch. I'm saying he's developing and can be better than Jimmy Butler, not Spider. Well, that's interesting. 
I mean, I think that's a conversation. I think Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy's issues have always been mental. Jimmy's issues have always been attitude related. All right. Uh oh. So. Uh oh. The time is now. Uh oh. The show is changing rapidly, and this ne this next conversation that we're about to have is really important. Because you guys support this show on a daily basis, and we really appreciate that. Honest to God, much love to everybody that's in this room. You guys really have done a great job helping us grow this show. We are very, not like Donovan Mitchell, but we are very humble. Um, probably too much. Wow. We're very humbled by the fact that, you know what, you guys, we've added over 1,000 subscribers in the last month. Um, and not on like, we don't advertise it, none of that. Like, it's a, like 1,000 subscribers in the last month. Thanks. You guys watch this show. We monetize this show. You guys do a great job. But over the next month, six weeks, you're going to see that the show is going to dramatically change. It's going to look different. You're going to hear new names. You're going to see a new look. You're going to have a new vibe. And it's all very good things. This, this Monty in the Morning show is never going to change. It's always going to be us or it's not going to be here. Yeah. Right? But one of the things we're doing is we're adding ad partners to the show. And we're doing that because we're sending a listener to Las Vegas to see BYU and Notre Dame at Allegiant Stadium. Let's go, baby. And it's going to be amazing. Um, the trip is October 7th and 8th. It is a drive-away trip. So we are going to give you a gas card, a pair of tickets to see BYU and Notre Dame, and we are going to put you up in a hotel. Let's go. And it's going to be amazing. It is going to be it is going to be enjoyable. You're going to have a great time. Um, the where and how that we announce this winter is 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 being developed as we speak. But this is going to be an amazing trip. Yeah, you have to be subscribed to this channel to win this. If you are in and listen, if you're in, I know we have a ton of listeners in Utah, Salt Lake City. That's our our home base. Obviously, we have a ton of listeners there. If you are in Arizona. If you are in wherever you're in, and if you want to win this trip and you're in New York and you want to fly in, if you're a Notre Dame fan, hey, have at it. Let's communicate. Um, absolutely. We'll give you a Visa gift card that you can spend in Vegas instead of a, a gas card. Um, but no matter what, no matter how we win on this trip, you're getting two tickets to see Notre Dame and BYU at Allegiant Stadium on October 8th, and you're getting you're getting two nights in a hotel in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's a resort. We're not putting you up at like, hey, it's I know I said Las Vegas, but it's Jimmy Bob's Motor Coach hey Inn, like, you know, off the strip. Hey, guys. There are some hookers that use the hotel, but you can use it too, man. Yeah. I You're not staying in Caruso's basement. I just wouldn't saying. sleep on the bed, but, you know. Yeah. No, we're putting you up in a resort. You get two nights, um, and it's going to be amazing. Now, the only way that we're able to do this trip is because of our good friend Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. Uh, NMLS number 278545. Devery is a good friend of the show. Um, he's done three mortgages for me. Uh, he did my first house in Sandy. Shout out to Sandy, Utah. Yep. Hey, hey! Uh, I don't know why I just did that. Uh, but Devery's done, Devery's done three mortgages for me. He takes great care of all of my friends and family. Um, and the thing that I really like about Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage is that he answers his phone. When you call Devery Davis, you're looking at the number on the show right now, 801-543-9666, Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage, 801-543-9666. Here's what separates Devery Davis. He's not just going to write you a mortgage because you hand him a down payment. 
Devery's going to talk to you about it. And you know we've talked openly on this show yeah. about trying to buy an investment property. And one of the things that Devery said was, no, you don't want to do this. I would not recommend you do this. Hey, let's talk through this. Hey, man, here, here's... And what he does, and I love this about Devery, he lays out the situation. Hey, here's what you're asking me to do. Here are the situation. Here's what's going on with this property. This is what this looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, HOA on this. Hey, this is not lendable. Hey, this is going to have to be conventional. You can't do this way. Hey, here's what you need this way. But the thing that Devery Davis does is Devery's also got great programs. There's so many people right now trying to buy homes that are like, well, I'm not going to buy a house because, you know, I can't afford the down payment. Right. Devery Davis has great down payment programs for you. If you're a police officer, there's a brand new program um, that is designed for law enforcement officers in their down payments and helping them get them into homes. If you've been thinking about buying a house and you're not sure that you can afford it, call Devery. It costs you nothing. Have a conversation with the guy. Make sure you tell him, hey, I heard about you on the Monty show. Um, I'm thinking about buying a house, but I don't know if I can afford the down payment. Yeah. Tell him that. He'll talk you through the situation. But you got to call the guy. When we have advertisers on the show, the thing that makes this world go round is we move our listeners to their phone or their front door. We need you guys to patronize our, our sponsors. And Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage, trust me, we talk a ton of real estate on this show. Devery knows what to do. Whether you're a, a refi guy, a first-time buyer, an eighth-time buyer, Devery Davis is the right mortgage guy for you. Call him. He's at Academy Mortgage. He's in Ogden. Uh, good old Ogden, Utah. Give him a ring. 801-543-9666. NMLS number 278-545 for Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. And we are sending you to see Notre Dame in Las Vegas. Two tickets, two nights in a hotel. And if you're in Utah, Phoenix, um, Nevada, and you want to drive there, we'll, we'll give you a gas card as well. Um, if you are somewhere else and you want to go to this game, we'll give you a Visa gift card. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Go have a nice dinner on us on a Visa gift card. And there will be there will be an event to give this away that we are putting together. We are working on it. That's evolving talking about things that we don't know that we have yet, but that's fine, Jake. You do. We you. have it. We will put it together. It will happen. <laughs> we will have a great event. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, we're also a couple of things where I want you to know about this. The ticket information was released for BYU in Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. If you are a BYU fan or even a season ticket holder, it's going to be really difficult for you to get your hands on this ticket. Um, Notre Dame says they're probably already sold out. They're likely sold out of their ticket allotment. Yeah. This is a Notre Dame home game, which they have to designate a home and a visitor for ticketing purposes. So BYU's slice of the pie is very small. So if you're a, a BYU fan, you're going to struggle to get a ticket. Mm -hmm. Well, unless you come to Uncle Monty. Yeah. Because we got tickets for you. Yeah. Let's hook it up. All right. Let's see what the comments are saying. Yeah. What, what do you have to say about this? What do you um, think? Teddy Wayman says, that's going to be awesome. An awesome birthday present, guys. Absolutely. Teddy Wayman. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Good to see you. Um, Brett Robbins says, Devery is the best gift I could have ever received. Thanks so much for the Monty show. Brett, you bet, man. Call him. Devery Davis is amazing. I'm telling you. Even the if guy... you just get information from him. I can't tell you how many times I had that conversation with them where, where, where um you know he gives he gives you information even just to put you in a good position to get ready. What were you saying, Mrs. Monty? We bought our first house with yeah. Devery, and it was the best experience for a first time home buyer. Really, an awesome experience. Um, I don't know if you remember, we actually met at Red Iguana in order to fill out our paperwork. So good. And he was just him and his partner were so wonderful really explaining everything from top to bottom for a first-time home buyer. 
It was awesome. Um, so I, I can't say enough. And now we've gone with him for every single one of our purchases. Yes. Because and, but talk, the, one of the things that I was saying, Mrs. Monty, is that um, Devery has said no to us. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, he's set us straight on a couple of properties that we were looking at buying. Um, I mean, like one of the things we've we've really wanted to do is grow our real estate portfolio. So we've talked to him about Maui property. We've talked to him about like townhouses around daybreak. Like he will tell you, hey, X, Y, and Z. I don't know what, hey, you know, like yeah. when we were looking at that, we were looking at buying a Yotel pad spot in, yes. in Park City that had to be private money. Yeah. And he talked us all through that because I didn't know how to do a private money mortgage loan. Like, so we Devery were talking does, through that stuff. Yeah, but Devery does. Yep. And that's why I say, hey, man, when you need the truth in mortgage, and if you're a first time home buyer, and I think, Mrs. Monty, this is your point, when you're a first time home buyer, he's a pretty good guy to know. Yeah, he, he was awesome. Um, and the other thing that I like about him, last thing I'll say, is that when we were home shopping the last time, we went around and he was like, just send me the numbers. Send me the numbers. I'll calculate it out for you real quick. Like really awesome to yeah. be able on the fly, send him information. He could get it right back to us. Yep. Um, he has a great team as well. Super helpful. So that's all I'll say. Yeah. Let's give, uh, give Devery a call. We, we, that's the way this world works, man. Like again, not to be redundant, but we're going to be adding specific ad partners to the show as time goes on. We need you guys to go in and do your thing with them. We need you to, to call Devery and say, Hey, I'm trying to buy a house. What do you think? So there's his number, 801-543-9666. Devery Davis, Academy Mortgage, NMLS number 278545. There you have it. We're giving away a trip uh, to see Notre Dame and BYU. Greg Hawkins says, sure. Tanner Plummer says, and that BYU fan uh, will be me, right, Greg? What did Greg say? Tanner, if I win, I'll give uh, I'll give a BYU fan the prize. Wow. Hey, guys. Look at you, Greg Hawkins. Uh Let's see. David Hume says, great job, fellas. That'll be a fun, fun for the winner. Yes. Justin Salas says, love the sponsor. We're moving back to Utah at the end of the year. We'll be calling your man in the next couple of months. Appreciate that, Justin. Thank you. Very good. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, my wife and I became uh, Cougar Club members this year at a higher wow. level. And we're nervous that we won't be able to get tickets to the Notre Dame BYU game. Seriously, Jeremy. And I think we're going to wind up going as well. Um it's just a matter of working out all the details. Like that's going to be a very busy time for us um, as major changes are coming to the show. Uh, but Jeremy, if we're there, we should uh, we should absolutely spend some time at a dinner table, dude. We owe you that at the very least. Yes, and that will be that BYU fan will be me. Tanner Plummer says, um, and he also says I'm going to hold you to it, Greg. He's going to hold you to it. <laughs> Trust me. Giggity says uh, Monty has never been wrong on his recommendations. Go find Devery if you need a loan. Thank you. I appreciate that. Eric and Raleigh says, if I win, give the tickets to a BYU fan too. There you go. See, the Monty Show community See, coming together. About, so I'm talking about. Coming together. Speaking of BYU, uh, let's talk about the Big 12. Yeah. Because one of the interesting conversations here is what is going to happen to BYU in the Big 12 and what should BYU, you know, really what should BYU be rooting for in the Big 12? What should the Big 12 do here? Here's what I would tell you the Big 12 should do. I think the Big 12, without question, should fully merge with the Pac-12. Because I think when you start looking at possibilities, there's also one thing that that I think you have to do if you're the, the Big 12, you got to add San Diego State. I think San Diego State as a program has long deserved to be in a much higher profile position in a conference. You look at their new stadium. You look at their, their on-field performance. You look at the fact that if the Big 12 adds San Diego State, 
Now you're talking about Southern California. And if they, let's say they merge lock, stock, and barrel with the Pac-12. Every Mm -hmm. team, you would have Southern California with San Diego State. You'd have the Pacific Northwest with the Oregons and the Washingtons. You'd have the Mountain Region with Colorado, Utah, and BYU. You'd have the East Coast with West Virginia, the Florida schools, Cincinnati. Like, you're looking at a fit in Texas with Houston. You're looking at, you know, adding both sides of Texas now with Tech and Houston. Oklahoma State, I think, is a power brand in college football right now. Jake, it makes a lot of sense for the Big 12 to add San Diego State in the Pac-12, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when you think about what the what's the mission of this, what is the whole point of, of the Big 12 even having this conversation? Well, the point is to compete with the SEC. The point is to compete and be the best conference in the land. And I think that the only way you're going to have any shot at competing with the SEC is to dominate the West Coast, is to have, you know, total and complete coverage across the country. And yeah, while you're never, while the Big 12 is never going to have the Alabamas and the Georgias and the LSUs, okay, sure, you're not going to have those brands. But I think at the same time, you know, you're upping your chances significantly of having two teams in the college football playoff uh, by having a super conference. And I think that ultimately is what you're trying to do because because I think there is some burnout on 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 the SEC constantly dominating the college football playoff. We we have had absolutely amazing conversations and debates and, and arguments over the fact that it's always Alabama or Georgia. It's always an SEC team in the college football playoff. And I think that the Big 12 sees an opportunity here. So yes, I absolutely would. If I can and it makes financial sense and it works out right for the Big 12, I could see a scenario where they just merge the entire conference and then try to try to try to dominate that way. Or I could absolutely see them, you know, just picking a couple and strengthening their position from a brand standpoint and and going that way. And I think that the big, the only downside to merging with the entire Pac-12, or I guess what's left of it at this point, because there's obviously teams who've left already, but the, the only downside to that would just would be that the finances of it, how that all kind of plays together and, and, and what that looks like. Because when you have that many teams in a conference, yes. well, how's all the money spread out across all the schools and, and all that well, and that? And I also think that you have to have this conversation about if you merge with the Pac-12, and let's say you do exactly what I said. Hey, lock, stock, and barrel, every team into the Big 12 with the Pac-12, merge it. Add San Diego State. Yeah. Where does that put you on a conference level? So if you're competing, if you're the Big 12 and you're competing with the SEC, the SEC is, SEC is still the top dog. There's no doubt. Okay, well, what does that do for you in the Big 10? This is a conversation I think that's worth having. Because I think the Big Ten and the 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 Big Twelve, that version of the Big Twelve, whatever you'd wind up calling it, um, I think you'd be looking at a conference in the Big Twelve that on the football field is going to be very competitive with the Big Ten. You're going to have to ramp up San Diego State. The recruiting is going to have to get better. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about that. It's not dissimilar to what BYU and Utah went through when Utah joined the Pac-12, when BYU now is joining the Big Twelve. You're going to have to ramp that that engine up a little bit. But I think when you look at the top dogs in the in the Big 12, I think losing Texas and Oklahoma is a kick in the balls. There is no doubt about that. But is it a bigger loss for the Big 12 or a bigger gain for the Big 10 with USC? Because I don't value UCLA very much. I, I really don't. As a football program especially, I just don't see them as a powerhouse. Right. UCLA is a basketball institution. By the way, did anybody see the state of California is considering filing suit against UCLA for leaving 
the Pac-12. That's a public school. But I look at that situation. I say to myself, okay, so it's USC that we're valuing for the Big Ten, right? Right. I already look at a program in Nebraska that's disappointing. I already look at, you know, the, the decline of Michigan State sports. I already look at Penn State never able to quite get over the hump. How much of the Big Ten is really centered on Ohio State? I could make an argument that most of the Big Ten and most of their revenue and most of their winning and most of their winning on and off the field is surrounding the horseshoe. I think I could make that argument pretty convincingly, actually. Until last year, Jim Harbaugh really hadn't taken a huge step up. And by the way, when's he going to leave Michigan, right? So I look at all these different scenarios and I say to myself, the Big Ten is a hype machine, no doubt about it. But how deep are they really? Because if I go to the, the Big 12 and I look at what you're adding and I look at BYU on its own, if you add Utah, Utah is going to continue to fly under the radar. There's no doubt about that. I think I could make the argument that Big 12 is better than the Big 10, Jake. Yeah, I, I think that it's – and this is this is what we're all here for, you know, and I think that, that that's what fascinates me. Like, where are you able to go as a super conference, if you will, when you put all that together? I definitely think they're better than than the Big 10. Like, I, again, if I'm, these, if I'm these conferences, if I'm running the Big 12, my whole mission here in doing all this – is yeah sure financial and making money that I mean that's you know that's what we're all here for I guess anyway but I think the bigger thing is competing in the college football playoff like what is the point of putting all this together and going through all the effort and consternation if it's still going to be two SEC teams you in the Big Ten what's the point right like it just doesn't make a lot of sense so for me I do think that they would they you would have premier brands Utah showed that when when they played in their bowl game that they weren't getting pushed around. They can play with the best of them. Now, I know certain years, Alabama is basically an NFL team playing at the college level. But my point here is that your whole goal here is just to have better representation. You're making money and trying to put two in the college football playoff every single year. And I do think that if this happens, you got a real shot to be better than the Big Ten. Yeah, I look at the Big 12, and I think the year that Oklahoma State had and should have, the year that, I mean, look at Baylor last year. Yeah. Baylor was, BYU fans know all too well about Baylor. Um, I mean, I, I throw Oklahoma out of this conversation, even though I think, you know, look, Venables is a is a good head coach. He is, he's not the guy. That's going to be a really tough job to fill, in my opinion. Um, I think Texas is is what Texas is doing. And Texas getting Arch Manning and recruiting mm -hmm. and Arch Manning bring a bunch of his boys. Like, Texas is on the rise. And, and again, I look at Steve Sarkeesian. I look at the staff that he's built at Texas. I think Texas is going to be much more of a force than Oklahoma will be in the next five years. But, again, that's just my opinion. But I look at what's left. I look at Texas Tech. TCU is down. TCU is going to be back. West Virginia, Kansas State. Like, the quarterback play alone in the Big 12 – in, then you add, you know, the Cincinnati's, the the Houston's, the BYU's. You add the 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 Florida the Florida recruiting component alone. I think puts the Big Twelve ahead of the Big Ten. And yeah. again, I know that that's going to infuriate people. But if you look at the depth, look at the Big Ten, and let's just look at depth. Like you look at the the East, it's Ohio State. I and I know Michigan had a great year last year, but how many people are really impressed with with Michigan? On a consistent long-term basis. How many years? How many years have they not been a threat over the last ten years? And by the way, I don't think you saw a decline in Ohio State when Urban left. I no. think Dave's done a really nice job there. But 
Michigan State, Michigan State's going to have to do it again two or three years in a row here because they've had some miserable times. Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana. I mean, those are your also rands. But I look at the West. Is Iowa really scaring anybody at seven and two? Good program. Minnesota, I think Minnesota is the try-hard uphill team. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin should be better. Frankly, Wisconsin should be much better. Wisconsin's always going to be a threat, and I think I'm a huge believer in Wisconsin athletics. I need to see them win yeah. at a very high level. And then Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern. I'm telling you that the, the Big 12 is better than the Big 10. And if they, if they want to cement that, Go get the Pac-12 and go add San Diego State. Yeah. Because I think if you do those two things, I think you're in business. I think San you're... Diego State is quality depth in your conference. I mean, that's I mean they'll, ne they'll never be the top dog in your conference, but that's quality depth, no well, doubt. And, and the other question I think you also have to ask is, if you don't merge with the, the Pac-12, what happens to the remaining 10 teams in the Pac-12? Because I think Utah's at a really critical point. And if we're truth-telling on Utah, and I know – Ute fans, you're going to lose your your mind anyways. You always do. But Utah is as close to being a national powerhouse as they are as being nationally irrelevant. Mm -hmm. if, we're, if we're being real honest here, it is, in my opinion, not an option to stay in the Pac-12. It's not. That, that, that conference is dead. And I don't know how you fix it from here because who's going to want to add themselves to the Pac-12 at the money that you're not going to make? Yeah, and I think that's why Phil Knight's on the phone trying to get out. I yes. mean, that's why we're hearing all these reports about Phil Knight being desperate and calling and calling and trying to put something... Like, that's why you're hearing that. And I think that the the trouble is, like, like if you look at a school like, you know, Stanford, let's say. Stanford isn't... Stanford plays football, but they're not some, they're not some football powerhouse. They are a tiny... Like, and the thing I think that people don't understand about Stanford... Stanford is always academics first. It's really hard to get in there. They don't lower their standards for football or basketball. It's really difficult. And you have a tiny school. You have a tiny fan base that's yeah. in not really in the Bay Area TV market. And it makes it difficult. Stanford is not a huge draw on television. Yeah. And when you're looking at renegotiating television rights, why did the Big 12 want BYU? They want BYU because BYU is an institution of higher, higher learning, learning, which it is. Yeah. But they want to BYU for the TV contract. They want to BYU for the fan base. Yeah. And while I don't think that BYU has the mythical fan base global reach that everybody says, they have a massive fan base that puts a million viewers on TV every single time they play. Yep. There's a lot of value in that. If you're ESPN, you already have love for BYU. If you're Fox, you'd love to add BYU. Mm -hmm. BYU has real value. My question is, if you're Utah and you don't get to the Big 12, yeah. you're in real trouble yep. because where are you going to go? You're not going to the Big 10. You're not going to the SEC. You're going to wind up with yourself on, a, on par with, with schools like Oregon State. You're just going to burn. You're just going to burn five years. You're like, going to wind up on par with Mountain West teams. Yeah. And that's not a place that Utah deserves, but that's a place that you could wind up. Yeah. You better get your ass into the Big 12. If you are Utah, it is make or break time. And by the way, one thing real quick on Utah. I had a big debate with somebody that says that Colorado is not a rival for Utah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Because Colorado and Utah is a pretty good rivalry. There's history there. So I think it makes a lot of sense. The only two scenarios for me that make a lot of sense is lock, stock, and barrel. Pac-12, Big 12, merge. Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. 
But there is some, there is some, there is some belief, and I think it's smart. If you're not going to add them all, Utah, Colorado, and the Arizona schools. Because I don't think Oregon's just sitting around hoping for a Big 12 invite. No. My feeling is that Oregon and Washington wind up in the Big 10, which is another reason that if I'm the Big 12, I am hot foot after Oregon and Washington. But I think there is a there is a sliver of the, the Pac-12, now 10, that could end up in Soon the Big to be 12. Eight. Yeah, I... You better, you better get after it Yeah, because I'm telling you, I don't think there's going to be massive realignment in college football at least for three more years. You're going to get this 2024 TV contract, which is what is pushing people to, to move right now. Yeah. But I don't think after that, I don't think there's a whole ton of that. Yeah, and that's, and I that's really the thing. Don't. That's why you can't sit around and wait. And that's why, you know, again, Phil Knight and I'm sure several other, uh, other ADs are on the phone having conversations like what like i they're not dumb they know what's coming no. like you know so that's I, I just would be surprised if you know th- you're basically in a gold rush of sorts you know like you have to move you have to you can't miss this train to another conference because of what's coming and and i think i i don't think you're wrong saying like hey because the conference is getting torn down if you miss this your school is going to take a beating and there's not much you can do about it. And then when you do make the jump, you're going to be leveraged and not in a great position to make yeah. the jump. That's the problem. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, you have to really be smart about the decisions you make here. Let's get some of your, your yeah, let's get some of your comments. Eric and Raleigh says the big 24. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Meyer says uh, BYU blew the devil in Vegas. Yep. That's exactly right. They always, they always, I'm telling you, say what you want about, say what you want about BYU. Yeah. The fan base watches, watches games on TV and the fan base travels. That town's going to be blue. There is going to be a ton. I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, that little BYU Arizona game last year to start the year early in the year. Yeah. The fan base traveled for that. We ought, you know what we ought to do is we ought to do a watch party in Vegas. Yeah. We are just for the hell of it. Yeah. We ought to do a watch party in Vegas. That would be amazing. Uh, Steve Peterson says, uh, will some of the schools in the Pac-10 want to be in a conference with religious schools? Not specifically meaning BYU. No, I Notice think... what he did there? You see what he did there? What? He's already calling it the Pac-10. He is. See that? It is. Screw him. Um, <laughs> I hate that. Listen, I got to be honest. I, I, as much respect and love as I have for Utah, I cannot stand the Pac-12. I can't. I, I, their arrogance... You know, the, 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 and again, I'm not a BYU fan, but the, the way they treated BYU when that whole merger thing went down 10 years ago and mm-hmm. come on now, now who's in position to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it goes around, comes around, you know? Oh, do you want to BYU's like, Hey, do you want to join our conference? Oh, you do. Okay. Like I, I just, I think the arrogance of PAC 12 country in Utah can't mm-hmm. be lost. Yeah. It can't. Uh, Kane Nuren says, yes, a dream come true. Big 12 and Pac-12 and BYU football. That would be amazing. Uh, Tanner says, I agree. The Big 12 should add San Diego State. There are two problems with this, though. One, their student section. The show is obnoxious as heck. Yes, BYU fans want to talk, but still. Two, Eric C's head will get too big. Yeah, what happens the first time San Diego State beats BYU? (laughs) Eric C. is going to own the comment section. Tanner Plummer says, the hope for the Big 12 now is to surpass the Big 10 and get uh, on a level playing field with the uh, SEC. Um, Well, there you go. 
That could be. Uh, the Big Ten can get away uh, from the UCLA mess by taking Stanford with USC. They could. They could. But UCLA basketball would be a nice little addition to the Big Ten. For sure. A.T. Elian says, uh, Arch wanted a billion. Yeah, he did, and he probably got it. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says, uh, quote, Texas will be much more of a force, end quote. Oh, brother, how many times have we heard that? Sark's off the bottle, though. I mean, he is healthy. He is sober. He looks a lot better, man. And I'm telling you, Pete Kwiatkowski is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. And nobody knows who that is. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. When Back he was to at, all folks know who he is. When he was at Boise, when he was at Washington, and now he's in Texas. And he can recruit. And I'm telling you that Texas is a stud. Greg, Greg says, LOL, Texas. And you, you guys will probably be right. Texas rarely lives up to it. Ask Taysom Ader jumping over them. Yep. That's proof. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, BYU has gone from puppy dog to big dog in the Big 12. BYU brand is worldwide market share. I think at times, but is is Granny the, you know, is is Granny the mission president in, um, you know, Jamaica watching BYU football? She's not. And my point is with BYU, the global reach of the BYU brand is not as mythical as we all make it out to be. It is significant. There is a massive fan base. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you don't even need to prop it up because they bring a million eyeballs to the TV every single weekend. It's a gnarly They number, sell dude. out stadiums. They sell out bulls. They bring people to Vegas. Like, their ticket allotments are always used. So... You know, uh, Giggity says, uh, will Texas be allowed in the NCAA after the state seeds in the next couple of years? True. To Mexico could be a real wow. thing. Wow. You know. After the state seeds. Yeah, like leaves the you know, right, stuff. Right. You know. Uh, Kane Duren says, BYU football is getting a lot of Florida players to visit BYU, as they should. Yep. As they should. James the Knight says, screw that. I'm going to stick with uh, to BYU Radio. BYU Radio. On BYU Radio. You're home for billionaires like Arch Manning. Wow. Hook them horns. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eric and Raleigh says the Pac-6, seriously. Otherwise known as the Mountain Least. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, Lubor Drag Rankovich. Uh, who played... Who the f*** is that guy? Who played this instrumental at the beginning of the podcast? I actually think your mom did. Oh! Yes, yes, yes. What do you mean? <laughs> it's who a song. I, I don't. It's a. I can get it for you. It's a song. Oh, who's the artist? Yeah, I don't remember the opener. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to go digging for yeah. it. Good to hear you, Jubabrag Rakovich. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. By the way, should we play the? Um, should we play the? Uh, Zach Wilson's mom audio? Yeah, hopefully it works. I mean, okay, listen, listen. This audio is stupid. Yeah. My guy, Zach Wilson, is getting that o older beef. And I'm, right. I'm down with it. I Like, I'm proud of you, Zachy Poo. Like, I, I just think... The Zach attack. Yeah, attacking that older beef. Like, you're amazing. Right. But Zach Wilson's mom does not help him. Mm-hmm. She was out with one of her cougar-looking friends. Right, right. Um, she was out with one of her cougar-looking friends. Right. Shopping and, like, shopping for jewelry. And her friend, like, essentially pulls her cleavage out and is like, look at my necklace and my titties. Wow. Wow. And this is what it sounded like on Instagram. All right. It is Friday. We've all worked very hard. And so we thought that we needed to come and get some goods. Um, this you is thought my you needed to friend, Hey. She has bijou. I got sweaty at her dance class too. Yep, she came I'll and shook it with me today and sure I said, did. look at all these cute necklaces. I must come. 
Yes, I'm sorry. What did you say? No, no. Okay, the people questioning. No, shut up. No, 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 no. Shut up. I have good friends. You guys are idiots. Okay, first of all, Zach Wilson absolutely pounded one of your friends. He no, did. no, no. He took her to the goalpost. He went and scored six on her. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> trust me when I say, oh, trust me when I say, dude, God, I hope it happened. Oh, my God, dude. I have no idea if it did or not. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But that bite, it, that's Zach Wilson's mom in a boutique with one of her friends. And I'm telling you, the things that are said in that video, I mean, just the sound bites. Yeah. Are, so we thought that we needed to come and get some goods. <laughs> okay, you, you wanted to come and get some goods. Is that a yes, euphemism? Yes, yes. Is that a euphemism for I'm a Jets fan and let's go deep? You guys are idiots. Uh, no, I'm not an idiot, ma'am. Excuse you. Like the, the things she says in here are absolute gold. I know. And if you're Zach Wilson, does your mom embarrass you? No, no, no. Oh, well, contraire, my friend. Yeah, I think she does, bro. Do you think he did this? I'm yeah. honest to God. Yeah. Do you think he got after it with one of her friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he did. I think he did. 100%. I, I Listen, he's a quarterback of the New York J-E-T-S Jets. Right, Jets. Right. I mean, let's not forget that. My right. man... But I was laying in bed last night with Mrs. Monty not having sex because we're married. Right. And so, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and she heard me playing that video, and she's just like, oh, God. Oh, God. And she's like, what is that? What is that? And I'm like, that's Zach Wilson's mom. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Please. Go. Yeah. And she was like, shake. why are you so disgusted by that? And first off, I think it did happen. He's not denying it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you did. That drop is never going to get old. So you think it did happen? Yeah. I think it did happen. No one's denying it. Okay. He's not denying. That's true. Ain't denying it. But that friend was, uh, apparently the comment sections on Mm. that video were like, oh, is that the friend? Is that the one? (laughs) Hey. Hey. (laughs) You guys are idiots. (laughs) And so, but. Look at that. It's a cougar. The things that she says. Well, you know, I just wanted to come. And look at jewelry. Like, why are you pausing right there, lady? We thought that we needed to come. Drama. Well, why are you pausing? You know what? Some people some like goods. to cause drama. And that's the other problem for Zach. If your mom is just bringing the drama, it's going to detract from what you're actually we doing. We needed to come. Like, why are you saying those words, ma'am? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Mm-mm. That is it's ridiculous. It's incredible. Absolutely, yeah. positively mm-hmm. incredible. Oh, my God. So uh, let's no. see. Tanner Plummer says, uh, there's a reason Zach paid his mom to stay off social media last yes, yes, year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Uh, Compass says, I'm here. What's the news on Donovan? You got to watch from the Yeah, you got to go back, man. I'll watch from the Sorry, bud. Um, James Knight says, you guys should change your opener music theme to Alan Parsons Project Best Intro in the NBA. Well, if you want to pay the licensing fee, we would consider that. Fat Jesus says, Zach Wilson is living out a typical porn plot line. Yes, he is. Oh, uh, h- hello. Oh, hi, Zach. Is your mom here? No. No, she's not. But you're welcome to come in and yes, wait. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to see my jewels? Do you want to? We needed to come. Do you need a straw for that drink, lady? <laughs> wow. I don't think he talks like that. Have you ever gone deep with a jet? Want to join the Mile High Club? 
<laughs> what is wrong with you? What, what just happened? Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, uh, Kay Nuren says a mother's love. Aww. Aww. No, that would be illegal. I actually think that's a, that's illegal mm-hmm. in this state. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Steve Peterson said, I spit out. I spit my drink out when you said you were in bed not having sex because you're married. Monty is full of truth bombs today. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, re- I represent all married men. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Mrs. Monty does not think that's funny. Um, all right. A couple other things we need to get to. And actually, I just want to talk about this um, this DoorDash thing. Yeah. Because I had a couple of things happen Saturday in my neighborhood that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. First, a bro rolled up in a, a Range Rover Sport. Mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, the neighbor's got a raise. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> get I'm paid. Like, okay. And then the guy gets out with a bag of McDonald's. And I'm like, oh, you went to McDonald's in your new Range Rover. Okay, hey, to each his own. Whatever you want to do, fat ass. And then he like walks up to the door and I hear him knock on the door and he drops the bag of McDonald's, gets in his car and leaves. Fat. You were driving DoorDash in a Range Rover Sport? Oh, but wait, there's more. Then my neighbor like two doors down, Tesla Tesla S pulls up. Elon. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. Okay, Tesla Series S pulls up. Right. I'm like, wow, man. Right. And I happen to know that one of my neighbors is a well-to-do musician. Right. Like, okay. Okay. My man just put out a platinum record, apparently. A rock attack. Dude gets out with what I think was Taco Bell. Right. Walks up to the door, sets it down, and I see him take a picture. Couple of chalupas. And my wife had gone inside to get my sunglasses, which I'd forgotten. Right. She gets in the car and I'm like, dude, he's driving DoorDash. In a Tesla. That's $105,000. Elon. Am I the only one who thinks it's crazy that you buy a six-figure car like a Range Rover Sport or a, a Tesla Series S, and then you go and drive DoorDash to pay for it? His standards don't I think matter. that it's an easy way for people to make quick money. And... What did we hear? So we went to the RSL game and we got a ride home. Uh, I'm sorry. Uber. I'm sorry. It's RSL match, please. Correct. Anyways. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And uh, our Uber XL picked us up to take us back. And the guy actually came from Tooele. Uh. He actually lives in Tooele and he drives the city for um, for Uber and he was saying that he does it to get out of the house. He does it to get out of the house because they have twins at home and oh, he Jesus. didn't want to have to. But what did he say when we pulled into our neighborhood? He also well, made a very interesting comment. Yeah. My man my <laughs> man was like, yeah, saw dude. <laughs> saw dude. Uh, he's like, yeah, by the way, you know, uh, I drive a lot of call girls. <laughs> Unsolicited. No, Unsolicited. No, no. He's yeah. like, hey, yeah, I drive a lot of call girls. And there's a lot of pros that use Uber in this that town. That we needed to come. Yeah. Do you really call a, a hooker by Uber? The, they, hey, man. Hey, can I get a bean burrito, bro? And uh, can you put in a six-foot blonde, too? The rock attack! Like, is that what we're doing now? Is, I like, guess. Ordering hookers the, by or, Uber? No, like, no. It's that sex workers, professionals, are using Uber man, to they're, get they're them called, where they want to go. They're called pros. No, please. no, so no. anyways, the whole food thing... <laughs> You can easily make a, a quick 500 bucks in, you know, 
in a few hours just driving DoorDash or Uber Eats <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Would you? But you, I wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. If I got to... Because that makes me think they need to do it to afford it. Because if I'm driving a Range Rover Sport, I'm not driving DoorDash, man. Yes. I'm getting. I'm going to the lake with my boat. Or I'm I'm having sex with my wife and then going to find my girlfriend. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm living that See life. See what you did there? Look, Zach, take it easy, okay? <laughs> I'm living that life, right? But no, seriously. If you, if you can afford a $100,000 Tesla... Right. You better not be affording it by driving DoorDash. No. There's they're no probably way. Not. They're, they're probably just looking they're for... They're probably doing it for fun, man. Yeah, the, like, honestly. Or to get out of the house, yeah. make some extra cash. They have you know kids who need college or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't, you I think just don't so? think, see it being that odd. Yeah, you can make fast... Oh, I think it's incredibly odd. You guys don't think this is odd I at think, all? No. I think you it's... Know what, yeah. You know what I think is odd? I cannot stand it when on Uber Eats it says Vanessa is handling your order oh, yeah. and it is clearly not Vanessa who's showing up at the door. It's yeah. Greg. Yeah, it's like it's like some dude that rolls up, like some burly bro. Right. Yeah, like a big yeah. burly dude. Who is that guy? Yeah. Who is that driver's guy? Seat. <laughs> Vanessa, they make hormone and, therapy for that condition. I hope you know that. Look at you. And the picture is clearly like a, a female on the app and it's definitely not. Or at least someone who identifies as female on that. Yeah, and it's like, hey, they drive a Range Rover and they roll up in like a, a Corolla from like 1979. No, no, no. Yeah, no, Can't no, no. Can't do that, bro. That's against the rules, bro. That's against the rules. By the way, Del Hargis says, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. The modern woman's motto. Yes, Correct yes, yes. mundo. Yeah, you know. Correct mundo. Uh, yeah. Wow. Maybe um, we need to have a talk, sir. Steve Peterson says, you're not having sex with your wife. You already established that. Well, that's not true. We, we, we did... We did, you know. He just likes to act like we don't ever have sex. That's his shtick. He likes to talk about having sex a lot. Then he likes to say we never have sex. And then he likes to talk about it a lot and say we never have sex. That's HIPAA. Thank you, Dad. That is HIPAA. I do own a hot tub, by the way. By the way, one of the more underrated things, get in your hot tub when it's 100 degrees out. Set the temperature, water temperature, like 94. Hells yeah. Peach, baby. Mm. Uh, let's see. Tanner Plummer says, uh, that's funny. When my dad's car got towed, there were a lot of people who got their car towed that uh, were from Tooele. 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 Tooele is amazing. Uh, Tanner says, that no drop sounds like Jake's voice. Which one? No. That one? That one? Or that this one? No, no, no. That both of them. Okay, both got them. it. Just you're a little clear. low on, you know. You probably should get the total T. Right. Yes, uh, yes, yes. James Knight <laughs> says, <laughs> "Mrs. Monty is thirty bucks an hour. It's crap money. It, it thir is thirty bucks an hour crappy money. Like is he I, saying thirty bucks an hour to DoorDash? Yeah, I mean, like it, that's not crappy money. I mean, you work and you work I, in. I hiring. don't think that that's crap money, especially if like you just want to drive around and, and not have to deal with people very much." Yeah. Pick up their food, drop at their door. Pick up the food, yeah. drop at the door. Yeah, seriously. I, Steal a few fries in between. I don't have a problem no with that. No one will know. Teddy Wayman. Like I have simple taste. Uh, or Compass says, I hope we don't give the whole young core up for Donovan. You're trying, bro. You're trying. I see you. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Kurt Meyer says, where is that T-shirt? Where is what T-shirt? What T-shirt are you talking about? You want a casuals T-shirt, Kurt? Uh, let's see. Uh, where's my guy? Wow. A lot of comments. Appreciate you guys. Um, somebody said the show. There it is. Teddy Wayman says the show has been fired today. Thank you, Teddy. Appreciate that. Uh, Australian James Knight says that's $30 Australian, not us. For what? There you go. For what? I don't I'm confused. I'm guessing driving DoorDash per hour. Oh, 
I don't know. I could be oh, wrong. Oh, 30 Australian to drive DoorDash. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, I hey. don't know if that's exactly bad money or not in Australia. <laughs> I don't think there's bad 30, money. 30 bucks an hour here. You can either work at McDonald's or you can drive DoorDash for double the amount. Yeah, seriously. Or you could just win a trip for two to see BYU and Notre Dame play what? in Las Vegas. Yeah, how about that? Uh, don't forget about that. Um, it's pretty remarkable um, that you all are on the show. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, you going to play the music? Yeah. Come on here, homie. Um, call Devery. Call Devery call Davis. Buddy. Thanks Please. to our friend Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage, uh, NMLS number 278545. He is uh, our presenting sponsor for our uh, BYU Notre Dame drive away. Uh, pair of tickets, two nights in a hotel. You need mortgage help? Call Devery Davis at Academy Mortgage. 801 543 9666. All you have to do right now to win this prize, you must be subscribed to our channel. Uh, if you are here right now, please give us a thumbs up. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.